just got a Snapchat in. Says, what do you gonna think of this one, Timmy? It says, <laughs> selling content cheap. My son's birthday is the 24th. <laughs> Trying to make some money to buy him a couple gifts. Please hit me up for content. I love Verify and have over 140 pics and vids. Welcome to Let's Fight About It. <laughs> the number one podcast in the world. My name is Dre Cannon, and I am here live with my co-host. Timmy Heat. Timmy Heat, the number one DJ, <laughs> bartender, <laughs> nurse practitioner, nurse practitioner, <laughs> promoter, <laughs> you name it, car salesman, finance guy, you name it. What do they say, jack of all trades? Jack of all trades, master of none. Master of them all. We are here live, and um, it's the first episode, the inaugural episode, um, a.k.a. the pilot, and you know... Don't expect too much direction in this show. This is kind of just, you know, me stoned, Timmy drunk, just talking and arguing about all types of different things. Getting our feet wet. Getting our feet wet. So speaking of um, arguments, what do you think? I know that you're a big Democrat. (laughs) (laughs) This guy fucking loves Joe Biden. When Joe Biden... Best president we've ever had. When Joe Biden was running, I mean, Timmy, he jumped right in. This guy, he was working for the <laughs> DNC. He was making calls. He was in the street. And um, I'm just glad that he got what he wanted. Them dirty rascal Republicans <laughs> storming the Capitol, man. They almost took it from us. What do you think about the Capitol hearings? I think they're fucking ridiculous. Bro, I think <laughs> Waste of taxpayer money. Bro, that shit is fucking hilarious. You cannot say it's not. Could you pull up? Could you pull up Trump's aid testimony when they said that Trump told he said he told the people after he made his speech, he said, take me down to the Capitol. And they was like, no matter what, you do not take him down to the Capitol. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani was like, you do not take him down to the Capitol no matter what. If he, down, if he gets down there, it's the end for him. <laughs> and he tells the driver, they said, he was like, Take me to the Capitol. And they was like, sir, we can't do that. And then he said, I'm the fucking president. You take me when I tell you. They said he grabbed the wheel. And a lady testified this live in front of Congress. She said that Trump grabbed the wheel and was like, you fucking take me. And then he was like, sir, I can't take you. They said Trump grabbed his throat. Grabbed the driver. I'll I'll take that with the best economy that we've ever had any day. Oh, yeah, you're right. uh, over that that Joe Biden fella. <laughs> I can't lie though. We was getting money when Trump was president. I mean, we still is now, but who's getting money? Everybody. I'm on the disability, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm a Democrat now. I'm collecting disability. <laughs> fucking send it home, going to college for free, you know? That's speaking what I'm doing. Of, speaking of politics, right? Who do you think wins in a fist fight? Uh Beto O'Rourke or Matt Gates? Matt Gates, Shut ten times fuck. over, <laughs> ten times over, bro. O'Rourke's a little sissy boy. You think Matt Gates could fight? Yeah, I think he's an absolute. That's a bro, pussy. dude. He's what a bro. He he's what a did, frat bro. What did he say the other day? Um, I know I he stay said out of he, politics because my blood pressure. So, <laughs> <laughs> bro, what did he say the other day? He was like, all these feminists are complaining because they're fat and they're ugly. <laughs> oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, when you go to these protests, it's nothing but fat and ugly women with purple hair. <laughs> and he said, did you say that those women are fat and ugly? And he said, yes. 
<laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, Trump kind of set the precedent for like people to be able to come out and just say whatever the fuck they want. Just think about it. When we was kids, when did you ever hear politicians curse? Yeah, that's true. You never even heard them curse. Now <laughs> Beto O'Rourke was like, it may be funny to you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, damn, you can talk like that? I feel like that's, it's like a... Like they feel like that shit. That's a clip on the internet, so it's gonna get their their name out there more, you know. So like when they say motherfucker, it's like gonna blow up on TikTok and Twitter. So then, kind of puts their name out there a little more. It seems like at this point, like politics is like they like influencers. Like they trying to get the next trend. <laughs> they trying to get the next sound bite. That's why I'm thinking we should get into it. How do we should run for something? I mean, I feel like people will be able to sync our campaigns. <laughs> pull up some old men. They'll pull up you saying nigga in like 2014. <laughs> Dude, I, when I go through my fucking like my Facebook memories, I delete shit all the time. Like, nope, that's gotta go. <laughs> I used to refer to gay people as the gays. <laughs> it's like, that definitely excludes me from office. <laughs> oh my god! What's a fucking like some famous TikTok girl, her dad's like Addison Ray. Addison Ray. They She's can like a fine little. Bitch. They can like thirty. Damn, gotta close <laughs> while there goes your fucking political office. There was some kids outside. They go like forty years from now when it's like the next president of the United States, Addison Ray. Do a TikTok dance. That's where the, that's where this country is going, man. That shit's hilarious. Do you ever listen to um, what's that? The Best Friends podcast. Who is that? With uh, the dude from Barstool Sports. What's his name? Dave Portnoy, and he's got that Josh Richards kid on there. So I've seen clips. I've never watched. Yeah, the show. dude. They're it's no, it's just about like Facebook and or TikTok drama, and they're like, "Can you believe Addison Ray unfollowed her mom on Instagram?" People are like, "Who gives a fuck?" That's like, what I'm saying. Like sometimes. Because I love TikTok. Me too, dude. I watch and, the shit out of it. You know, I feel like if you don't love TikTok, you're not a true American. <laughs> yeah, you know? Or you're Chinese, whatever. Right. Yes, I'm saying. You might be a Chinese spy. <laughs> but, like, on TikTok, sometimes I see these videos and, like, you know, influencer, like, boxing and shit has got all big. Yeah. And I'll see, like, a promo and I'd be like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. Like, it, like, they was like, Bryce Hall is fighting. And I'm like, who the yeah. fuck is that? Then I watch videos, it's just like him doing eight-second dances. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't understand, like, the correlation to this shit. Yeah I, don't, yeah, I guess they got, like, a little street beefs. and I mean, it's obviously all for views and publicity. And I'm no hater. Like, you know what I'm saying? They getting their money. But, like, imagine, like, think of Logan Paul. Like, this nigga was a, he was making videos for kids. Obviously, no grown-ups was watching that shit. <laughs> Who the fuck would? Yeah. I seen, you remember when he took that video of them, that dead dude in the forest? Yeah, and yeah. He got canceled. Yeah. I watched the video, like, everything up until then. This motherfucker was running around in Pokemon gear yeah. in Japan. Like, <laughs> people looking at him like, what the he's, fuck yeah, are they he's doing? a weird dude. And then, like. He became a, a boxer. The niggas never won. And he fucking fought Floyd Mayweather. But you think he's never won. Yeah. Ain't that crazy? You go from never even being in a professional boxing match to fighting one of the greatest boxers of all time. Like, bro, that's just the craziest thing. Floyd, if you want to fight one of us. I'll fight the shit out of Floyd. Hit up Tyler. He'll get, he'll get the, <laughs> he'll get Producer the fight. Producer Tyler will get you going. <laughs> Tyler will get the fight set up. 
But that's what it is, dog. It's like capitalism in America is like anybody is going to take on anything as long as it keeps the money coming in. Oh, absolutely. You got to think like the UFC, they got like Addison Ray at the fights and shit. They're doing dancing. I'm like, <laughs> in the crowd. I'm like this is literally like, yeah. this is like brutal blood sport type shit. <laughs> they had Addison Ray at an at a NBA game teaching uh, the dancers. A TikTok dance. I'm like, in what world do you have? Bread, bro. But I'm saying, in what world do you have this bitch come in and teach professional dancers? Obviously, some of the best dancers <laughs> yeah, in the country. Yeah. How to do some simple steps? Like, I'm just like, what the fuck? Dude, is unpopular going on? opinion though is I fuck with Jake Paul. I don't. I do. I love that dude. I, I fucking love that bro. dude. I can't stand his him, mentality, bro. Is just like he's just a shark. What mentality? He's just a the fucking... money shark, bro. That dude is always after the dollar. Oh yeah, man. always promoting himself. And bro, I don't give a fuck. Like I was arguing with somebody on Facebook about this shit, saying that that like Jake Paul has never beat anybody, you know, worth a shit. Even knocking out Tyrone Woodley, who was a what five time UFC champion, UFC it does Hall of Famer. That shit does not matter. He knocked out a UFC Hall of Famer. With the meanest right hook I've ever seen in my life, knocked out Ben Askren, who Ben's got you know soft hands, but I could knock one, of the, <laughs> one of the one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time. He's not one of the greatest MMA fighters, bro. He's one of the he, greatest college wrestlers. Of his all time. problem was is that he got into the UFC way too late. He was way too late when in his prime. That dude would have destroyed the UFC. But you got to think in his prime he couldn't box. Like, but his wrestling was so crisp. I mean, his wrestling was good, people. dog. But man, Ben Askren, I love Ben. Ben Askren cannot fight standing up. But I fuck with Jake Paul. I Jake Paul, he all right. He's just so fucking corny, dog. I love it. I mean, I just be like, ugh. This shit just be so like. I just feel like, too, like if if I could choose millions of people just fucking hating me, like the way people hate Jake Paul and Logan Paul, for the money that they have, do it instantly. Like, yeah, hey, I don't give a fuck. Hate me. I mean, I I'm going to be an asshole yeah, I mean, <laughs> and make all this fucking money. Hate me, it's like Conor it's just... McGregor. Yeah, but Conor McGregor is, like, really talented. I think Jake Paul's talented. I mean, he's gotten decent at boxing. I think he's talented. I think he's actually a pretty good boxer. I mean, he's got pro boxers ducking him, man. Like who? What's the dude he was just trying to... Uh, the Haseem or whatever? Haseem Rockman? Yeah, the dude he was just about to fight. If, he, if Haseem Rockman is ducking him, like, why are you trying to make somebody cut 25 pounds in for six days? But the, well, that was the uh, agreed upon weight. Well, yeah, I mean, shit. Of course, somebody's gonna try to take the fight for fucking million dollars if they never made <laughs> no money before. And then if he can't make the weight, then you're like, oh, he's scared. He What's, didn't want to uh, fight. Tyson Fury's brother. Tyson Fury's brother can't get into America because they have connections with the fucking Irish crime boss, <laughs> so, so they won't let them into the country. Have yeah, you ever I heard about Tyson that shit? Fury, no. They got like Tyson Fury is like close friends with this dude Daniel Kennehade. If you can pull him up on Google. And see what it says about him. Kenna Hayde, I want to say he's Irish. If you could pull up this I know they're all like gypsies. Yeah. So he's a gypsy king. If you pull up this dude, Kenna Hayde, he's like a, 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 a international crime boss. And he like loves Tyson Fury. And like Tyson Fury had been kicking with him all the time. And like this dude is wanted by the FBI. How do like, you even spell it? I think it's like K-I-N-I-H-A-I-D or something like that. I feel like you're just making that up. But yeah, that's why Tyson Fury tried to get into America and they wouldn't let him in. That's but, a bad dude, bro. Oh yeah, vicious. That's a bad dude. Him and that uh, what was it, Anthony or what's his name, dude? Deontay Wilder. Yeah, Deontay Wilder. <laughs> when he when he boy set up like the Undertaker. That shit was crazy. Oh, it was Daniel Kennehan. Yeah, I was like, there's nothing. 
Because he's fucking lying. That's what's going on. He's making shit up because he knows that Jake Paul does him. He has been named by the High Court of Ireland as a senior figure in organized crime on a global scale. And his a reward for his capture is five million dollars. And Tyson Fury is in like multiple pictures with him <laughs> and shit partying with him. Yeah, so he's a. Yeah, he's a Canadian organized crime group. Um, yeah. So he's just a. A mob boss? Yeah. And Tyson and Tommy Italian. Fury like parties with him and shit. Would you ever join the mob? If if the Italians let in blacks, hell <laughs> they don't they don't like us very much. <laughs> this fucking Moulinyan wants to join us. Can you blame? You know, this is the thing, and I've heard uh I've heard uh Gina Yasheri, she's a British comic. Mm-hmm. I've heard her talk about it on her stand up. She's like, black people love the mob. Love mob culture, and he's like, "You realize, like Italians hate black people, right?" Yeah. Like I've watched The Sopranos, and I'll say it: Sopranos is in my top four best series I'll ever, I've ever heard, I've ever watched. Let me hear yours: best four series that you've ever watched. I'd, Sopranos would be in there. If you needed time to think, here's mine in no order: Game of Thrones, Sopranos, Breaking Bad, zero zero zero. I've never even heard of zero zero zero. You ain't never seen it. No, I've never even heard of it. Tyler, you ever heard of zero zero zero? I haven't. I haven't watched it before. Pull it up on Amazon Prime. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, Timmy, incredible. Have you watched Mayor of Kingstown? Uh-uh, watch that, that fire! That fire! It's got Jeremy Renner in it. Him and his Jimmy book. Renner. Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. What? He's a, Remind me. The fucking... He's I'm thinking a, of Jeremy Piven. Jeremy Renner is in a... He's the dude that's in Avengers, uh, Black Widow's brother. I ain't never seen no superhero shit ever. You've never watched the Avengers? I've never watched the Avengers. I ain't never seen Superman, Batman, nothing. You're a fucking liar. You want a bet? You've never seen any of the Batmans. I've seen this one. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Wakanda forever, bro. Wakanda forever, man. He said, so. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you know, that's the only one I didn't watch. <laughs> had to, He's like, what are you, Des Bryant? <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, couldn't take all that liberal bullshit, you know? <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, uh, did you pull zero, zero, zero up? I did. It's about uh, basically a clear picture of modern cocaine trade. Sounds tight. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of my kind of show. It talks about the Mexican cartels and also an Italian group. So that's episode one, the shipment. There's three. They break it up into three groups: the buyers, the sellers, and the brokers. The Italians, they are the buyers. They're trying to buy five thousand keys from the Mexicans, who are the sellers. And then the white family are the brokers. Oh, we need to build a wall but... <laughs> right there. But like the brokers. It's all happening. But basically, it's a character named Manuel. And Manuel is one of the coldest gangsters in TV history. Zero, zero, zero. It's on Amazon Prime? Yes. Mm-hmm. Please watch it. Came out in 2020. It's, one, it's, it's one, one season, nine episodes. Is it a limited series? or is It's it... just a short series, yeah. Okay, so it's, there's not going to be a season two? No. Okay. It's like hour and a half episodes. When mm-hmm. I tell you Manuel is the coldest blooded motherfucker I've ever seen on TV. To check that out then. Rotten Tomato gave it a 94%. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And with man and Manuel, what he always say his answer is always this is how God wants it to be. <laughs> he'll do some shit and they'll be like and he'll be like, 
this is how God wants it to be. And like, you don't really know what's going on, but when we come and talk about it next week and you tell me what, you yeah, probably done watched the full series. Yeah, I'll watch it. It's absolutely incredible, dog. So he said Game of Thrones. So uh, Game of Thrones. Sopranos. Sopranos. Breaking Bad. And zero zero zero. I can get on. Uh, Game of Thrones is fire. Game of Thrones. Is, it fell off later on. The I thought a lot of people complained about the last season. I thought the shit was fire. It was all right. It was kind of bullshit. But I, I kind of felt like when uh, Stark Ariana Stark killed Ariana Stark Ariana Ariana Grande, Ariana Grande Stark. <laughs> what was Arya? Arya? Whatever the fuck her name was. Whenever she killed the the Night King Night King or whatever, like that kind of to me like was like. Where after that, it got kind of like that. So tell me this, because <laughs> this is what I said when it first happened. You make everything in King's Landing happen first, where Daenerys goes crazy. But kind of just take that her going crazy part out. Yeah. You know, they just take King's Landing. They take everybody who can fight. They go back to Winterfell. They make the last episode. Oh, so kind of like flip it, the chronological order. Arya kills the Night King. They burn the bodies. Jon goes north. We leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? Are you going to watch the new one? The, oh, yeah. Yeah, that shit looks pretty fire. Of course, dog. I thought, uh, oh, girl, who played Daenerys. Amelia Clark? So fine. She is very Jesus, fine. God, she's so attractive. She is good looking. I just started watching all that, because I've never seen the Harry Potters. Have you ever watched the Harry Potters? I watched them when I was young, so it's been... So, like, I watched, like, the first one, maybe, like, half of it or something when I was way young. When did the first Harry Potter come out? It's been old. Was it 01 or 99? I think it was either 01 or 99. I mean, I remember my sister like being obsessed with the movies when they, because she read the books and shit, which obviously I never read the books. (laughs) (laughs) The only book I ever read was that book that we had to read in. uh, Mice and Men? I didn't even read that. I was supposed to, didn't read it, but. 2001. 2001. Yeah, okay. Damn. Pre 9 11? Well, it doesn't tell me the exact. Maybe it was what brought the morale back in this country. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that speech George Bush gave on top of the... (laughs) Okay, we going into movies and not to cut you off because you just brought up George Bush. The other night I watched a movie. November 14, 2001. Oh, so yeah, that's post 9-11. That's what brought the morale back. Absolutely. That's what what made them go into Iraq. That's what made us fucking kick ass, baby. (laughs) (laughs) They played Harry Potter at NATO. The Sorcerer's Stone. (laughs) George Bush played Harry Potter in front of NATO, and he was like, what is this guy talking about? No, you can't go to Iraq. And he's like, we're going anyway. Did you see that speech he gave the other day where he was talking about Russia invading Ukraine? Bush? Yeah. He's like, the brutalization of this country just coming into Iraq. I mean, Ukraine. (laughs) Like, he, like, slipped up and said Iraq. And they're like, that's a bad gaffe. Oh, my God. He would do that, too. Oh, dude, I love George Bush. But but I watched a movie the other day, Timmy, and I want you to watch this. It's called Vice. I watched Vice, yeah, with uh, Christian Bale. Cheney, yeah. Tell me that movie was That was fire. It was good. It was very good. Bruh. A lot of liberal propaganda, but it was good. He pimped George Bush. Oh, yeah. And, and like I was, a, I was a kid back then, so you know what I'm saying. I didn't really know 9/11 happened when I was fucking in, in kindergarten. Yeah, I think I was in like second grade. Yeah, so you know, I didn't know shit about politics when I was in the fourth and fifth grade. Isn't it crazy that I was in second grade when you were in kindergarten and somehow we graduated? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that math worked out, but obviously I wasn't good at math. Oh my god. <laughs> 
That's me going back to college now, bro. It's fuck. I had to take this exam to get back into the nursing school and shit. And like I'm doing it, I'm like, I don't remember any of the shit. Somehow I got an eighty-four percent on it. But it was like proportions and like cross multiplication. I don't remember any of that stuff. I don't remember nothing from school. I know how to multiply, divide, you know, up into you know, I can do it in my head hundreds times hundreds. Yeah. But I have to sit there like like I'm fucking Rain Man. Like, <laughs> look off into the side. But uh Man, they didn't teach us shit in school. No, nothing that matters in the real world. Fuck no, dog. Like school was good because it taught you how to get ready to to go to work and be a productive member of society. Yeah. It taught you how to like and socialize and network and shit. That's how I felt what school did for me. Yeah, and it's like this teaches you that for the rest of your life, five days a week for eight hours, you will not be home. <laughs> you'll be doing this. You'll be <laughs> you'll be doing something you don't want to do. Like so get used to it. We get you ready. Sometimes you gotta work overtime on Saturday, which was detention <laughs> <laughs> for for the cats like me. Because one of my daughters, he just became a teacher, um, a math teacher. And uh he was saying, he was like, I just set my classroom up like it's a job. He was like, uh, I'm the I'm the supervisor. I'm the manager. Y'all are all the workers. If you got a problem, you can take it to HR. That's the office. <laughs> when you come in, he's like, I have timesheets for them, so you clock in. When you get to class, it's if actually you're late, really smart. he's like, if you're late, then I take a half a point. Once you get three points, that's a detention because I can't fire you from the class. <laughs> he's like, once you get three points, that's a detention, blah, blah, blah. That's actually a really good idea. It actually is really what, smart. Uh, what, is he teaching high school? Or yeah, is high it, school. Yeah, that's, he teaches math. Smart. Yeah, that's pretty dope. It is. I couldn't be a teacher, man. I'd be snapped on them badass kids. I cuss too much, bro. Yeah. Like, I know damn well I'd be in that motherfucker just motherfucking up and down. You'd be drinking with students. I, yeah, I would be that teacher. <laughs> I remember Mr. Mix said, said motherfucker one time in class because I wouldn't pull my pants up. <laughs> We're going to bleep his name out. But Mr. Fuck that. But Mr. Mix. I love Mr. Mix. Hey, now Tyler, because <laughs> Tim was in school. I'm pretty sure the teachers got drug tested at like the um, 30th, like either the 30th or the 1st or something. <laughs> and he would always come in the next day because I had him first hour for whatever uh, high school st- social studies. Yeah, he was like psychology and sociology. Yeah, and... I had it first hour. And he would come in and he would literally just walk straight in <laughs> and sit straight at his desk and wouldn't say a word. <laughs> and he would just be on his computer like this. I don't know. And it would be like 15 minutes. And like kids in the class just talking, doing whatever. <laughs> and then eventually somebody would be like, hey, Mr. Mix, some, are we going to do anything today? <laughs> and he would be like this, looking forward. And he'd be like, <laughs> get up, hand these worksheets out, and then just sit there like all day. <laughs> just faded. I knew he was faded. He had to be done. Jesus. So actually, I had a uh, teacher. His name was uh, Mr. Bruni. He was an earth science teacher, and he was in a band. So during the weekends, he would, you know, party it up, just get fucking <laughs> What kind of band, then, you know? Um, I don't know, because he was pretty quiet, but I knew, right. I didn't know he played some sort of, like, guitar. Like indie folk yeah. band or so, something. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mumford and Sons. <laughs> probably, bro. The fiddle player from Mumford How, how the, uh, the, uh, the week went was um, Monday, because he, we obviously could tell he's hung over the entire time. <laughs> uh, Monday was just literally, he, he would make us just read just a random-ass chapter in the Earth Science book, and then just 
ask you know those like five questions mm-hmm. at the end of the chapter and be like oh just write out the questions just give it to me and that's all you're doing for the day because he was literally sitting at his desk the whole time just like just like oh fuck <laughs> you know so it just reminds me of just like that's Monday right. but then Tuesday was actually like the start of the good week. morning class <laughs> he was like good morning fucking wearing the same clothes that's that he insane. had on the night before yeah, a little right. blood stain on his collar so it just reminded me of back in you know Senior year of high school. That's fucking awesome. Bro, we had a teacher, and I think it was, uh, it wasn't biology, it was like uh, A&P or some shit like that, anatomy and physiology, and the teacher was a younger guy, and one day he was like, uh, today we're not going to do anything, um, we're just going to let, I'm going to let you guys ask anything you want, and I was like, what? And he's like, so if you want to ask, you know, anything about me personally, if you want to ask anything about the chapter, anything about science, you know, <laughs> just go ahead and get in, and go ahead and ask me. And the first question, the kid was like, and he was like, "Yeah, you." And they were like, "Is it true you're a virgin?" <laughs> <laughs> was it me? <laughs> and he was like, "Yes, I am a virgin. I'm celibate. I'm saving myself from marriage." <laughs> and then one of my friends was like, he put his hand up. He was high in class. He was like, and then he was like, "Yes." And he was like. Do dolphins smoke seaweed? <laughs> and he was like, all right, we're done with this. <laughs> all right, so open up your books to chapter four. <laughs> but, uh, school used to be so crazy, man. Oh, dude, you fucking, uh, I was a fucking asshole in school. I couldn't bro. I just tried to be funny. <laughs> we got Miss Mazzo's class, all of us getting kicked out. It was like one by one. There was this girl in my <laughs> class, and she was like, she was thick, like built, like short, thick. <laughs> I, we used to call her Pumbaa. Oh, oh the, uh, man. Lion King. And it's, thinking back on it now, like, just shut up. Just keep your mouth closed. Yeah. Be quiet about it. One day she walked in class, and I was freestyling, and I said, Pumbaa in the house without a doubt. She the warthog everybody talking about. And Ms. Mazzone said, go to the office right now. <laughs> They used to get kicked out of there once a week. The principal was like, oh, I heard you were uh, freestyling in the class. You want to go ahead and say it again for me? I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. And then he's like, okay, yeah, that's fine. In school tomorrow. I'm like, fuck. Did I have to have the record for most consecutive days in school suspension at Carlisle High School? You were such a bad kid. (laughs) I wasn't a bad kid. I thought I was funnier than what I really was. Yeah. I remember... uh, in, in uh, Miss Mazzo's class, when, uh, what's his name? Dewey Hammerstone. Oh, Dylan. Bro, I remember one day he told her it was her birthday because she made cakes. She, like, sold cakes on the side. And she made him, like, an elaborate derby cake. <laughs> and then, like, uh, they announced the birthdays in the school. She was like, hey, Dylan, I didn't hear your name. And he was like, oh. Uh. <laughs> she was like, when is your birthday? <laughs> <laughs> it was like eight months. <laughs> she made a full cake with like him doing a derby and all this. He was such an ass. But we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna be right back on Let's Fight About It. We're gonna get into some serious polarizing topics that are gripping this country. I'm Dre Cannon, Timmy Heat, and we're here with Tyler. We'll be right back. Hey, Dre, why don't you tell them about the uh, folks over at Indie Events? You know. I recently had a wedding and I was kind of, you know, skeptical about who to go with until I met our producer here, Tyler. And he asked me simply, he said, are you looking for someone to capture those moments between you and your loved ones the way that no one else can? I said, of course I am. 
And what did he say back to me, Tim? Indie events can do that. He said, I heard you got a podcast, an Abbey Dread podcast. You're looking to expand, work with Tim Hatherley on the Let's Fight About It podcast, and you need a place to work. You know what Tyler told me? Indie events can do that. Um, I was looking for some video services. I had a family member who had a wedding coming up, and I've been watching a lot of videos on the internet where they capture those moments. Not the way that a picture can, but a full video of the whole day and the whole preparation. You know what Tyler said to me? Indie events can do that. This podcast would not be here if it wasn't for indie events, so I want you to jot this down, www.indieevents.com, indie events on Facebook. and um, They do bar mitzvahs. <laughs> give them a call. Your Aunt TT died? You need some They'll pictures. record it. <laughs> <laughs> the funeral, everything. Indie events can do that. Thank you so much. Good day. Indie events. And we're back <laughs> on the number one podcast in the world. I'm Drake Hannah. You look like Whoopi Goldberg. You know, one time one of my dogs, <laughs> we was at the bar, and I was laughing so hard, I fell off a bare bar stool. We was roasting each other on the bar. He said, shut up, nigga. You look like Mark Henry and Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> had a son. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. That's he. fell onto the ground, dog. That is he, bro. I remember at my last job, I used to, we used to roast these dudes at work. But you worked at the nursery, right? What? Didn't you work at like a like plant nursery or some shit like that? Oh no, I worked at an egg farm. Oh, same thing. Speaking of misery, dog, that was the worst job in the world. Why? Imagine a job, right? You go in, wake up at five, get ready, leave at five thirty. Get there at six. And you have no idea what time you get off today. <laughs> just slave labor, dog. It's, just, it's straight up a mystery. It's how the fucking Chinese making shoes over there. Bruh, it's straight up a mystery. So it's 10 barns. Each barn got 100,000 chickens in it. And these motherfuckers is all meeting, coming through on a conveyor belt. And it's like a machine, like a $3 million machine that's like takes up most of this warehouse. Eggs come through the belt, and like at our job, there was a family that started this business, right? They sold it to a big national company. And in the contract, the dude who owned the farm, he's like, you have to employ my kids whenever. If they want to quit, that's fine. When they want to come back, you have to employ them. He has two kids. One was a truck driver for the company, and he had a mentally handicapped daughter. She was my motherfucking homie at the time. Oh, yeah. Her job, this is fucked up, they did this to her. <laughs> she was a picker. So she stands on a on a on on some steps on the conveyor belt, and all the chunks of shit that made it through with the eggs, she pulled them out and separated them <laughs> from the trash can. That sounds fucking That's horrible. That's her job for like 20-something years. Like She just stand there and do that. But then the eggs come through the machine, you know, make sure there ain't no baby egg in it and clean all the shit and blood off of them. Some be covered in blood. It's just Jesus. It's nasty. And then, like, you got so many orders and you got to do that shit. And you have so many orders, you have to do that shit. And it's like the machine could break down. Like, sometimes the machine will break down for four hours. They just want you to clean up for four <laughs> hours. Sweep? Like, yeah, you sweeping the floor. Like, uh... 
Oh, you're going to get paid. You're going to fucking they be you can lean. You can clean. So they'd be like, yeah, you guys swept already. Go ahead and get some uh, buckets, fill them up with hot water and bleach, and just go ahead and scrub the walls down. Like shit like that. Mm-hmm. And dog, like, imagine like being there from like 6 to like 7.30 p.m. Fuck that. Motherfuckers in there arguing, mad, yelling, people, three You people. making money, though? Not for real. Once you got, so, and I want to say thank you for uh, getting me out of here. Getting me into one of my many jobs. <laughs> Bruh, now that I sell cars and the money that I make doing this, I'm like, what the fuck was I doing <laughs> yeah. for them three years? Dude, the car business, I'm telling you, is the only fucking job in the world that you can make six figures income and be a high school dropout. Exactly. Like, it's ridiculous. And, it's, and I think Tim Dillon said this on the podcast, and it made me think of seeing some of the people I've worked and worked with when he was like, uh, all the American economy is is somebody who doesn't know something about something trying to sell it to you who knows a little bit less. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, here's what it is. I got this, and you want it. You want to do it? No <laughs> shit. That's what he's saying. He's like, car salesmen, they don't know anything about cars. He's like, those guys just know how to talk to people. Yeah, that's exactly like, what That's what most, most of them is, like, yeah. for real. I mean, you got like your your clays and shit who actually fucking yeah guys know, who like, like a lot know, about yeah. shit. And I just I was good at fucking. Yeah, it's about more about selling yourself than selling the car. And you know what all starts with this. I'm Drake Cannon. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, is that how that works? Yeah, man. My white guy handshake is is good. <laughs> your white guy is there me a and, difference between a black guy handshake? So me and, and my the Tim, you grew up in Cahokia. Yeah, I did grow up in. How you say up when you see one of your black friends? Good. How you doing? <laughs> the you, snap and everything. Yeah, you you doing finance and somebody's coming in. Hey, I'm Tim Headley. Nice to meet you. Me and my brother-in-law talk about that. My brother is a major K squad detective. Oh yeah. And he was like, I meet with the feds about once a week for charges they want to take federal. And then he was like, you got to have your white man handshake ready because he was like, they call me Wash. My last name, Washington. And they'd be like, Wash, how the fuck you doing, man? <laughs> he was like, they fucking put that. <laughs> Yeah, but that's all that shit is, man. If you can talk to somebody and get them to like you, they'll be buying shit they don't even know about. Yeah, you always be I mean? selling, man. Right. It's like that for anything. Like even like when you go to a hospital, like a doctor's trying to sell. Yeah. You know, like to just accept what they're saying, and you can have a question, but they're eating around the bush just to make you accept what they're telling you, right. and that's pretty much selling you. We're going to need to put you on a higher dose of this. Like, well, really? I feel fine. Like, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. This one might cost 800 opposed to two, but it's going to yeah, make yeah. you feel better. I'm just glad I've never had to stay in a hospital before. Dude, I was there fucking like 17 days and I got diagnosed with that kidney shit. For real? Yeah. It was like, 17. I knew you was in there, but I didn't yeah, know it was, was 17 days. 13 days before they did the kidney biopsy, and then I was there like four more days after that. Man. Shit was long. Hospitals terrified me. When I was younger, my cousin got shot, and he was in a, was it Cardinal Glenn in the kids' hospital? Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> he was like 13 or yeah, 14 or something. Kid. He got shot in the lung. Damn. Oh, they had to shove a tube into his lung to, like, drain the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, they did it, and they was like, I think you guys should leave the room when we did it. And then they did it, and you could tell he had, like, wiped his tears off and shit when we came back in. Yeah, I'm sure it's not fun. And then they was giving him morphine and shit, and he was just morphine. sitting there, and they was like, uh, she was like, what do you say your pain is at on a level of 1 to 10 right now? 10 being the worst pain you ever felt. And he was just sitting there, he was like, uh, 9. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then, like, they had, they had like, what's it called, in the hallway. 
like, you know, they'll have TVs with a game system because it's all kids. Yeah. Man. And, like, man, I was just walking through the hallway and just seeing, like, little bald kids in their room and shit. Yeah. And I was just like, man, it was the saddest thing in the fucking world. I was just like, ever since then, I don't want to go nowhere near a fucking hospital. I'm not going to lie, though. For real, those 17 days, it was like a little vacation, though. Like, you're in that motherfucker, you could just pick up a menu Call down, get some breakfast. <laughs> call down, they bring that shit to you. Fucking, you're just watching TV. I was dating this girl. She had one of those Oculuses. So I was in that motherfucker watching, watching porn. I was watching Netflix on the Oculus and shit, bro. I watched, you can watch Netflix on the Oculus. Fuck yeah. Is you there some movies? To the internet, is there just, some movies that's 360? No. It's just it's, so you're it's just like, sitting and watch So it's like you're, it's, it's like literally like you're in a movie theater. And then oh. they have like a big screen. You just watch it and you can like look over and there's like a you know, sun setting and mountains and shit. You look this way and it's something else, like the house and shit. That shit was dope, though. But I'm telling you, bro, I'd, I'd fucking wake up and be like, man, hmm, I'm a little hungry. I'm going to call down and get me some food. That shit, it was like a vacation, bro. It's like fucking you have no worries. Right. You got to worry about shit. You got, your job don't give a shit that you're not there because you're fucking dying in a hospital. Like, it's fucking awesome. Hey, the hospital slide, you would bill the same way a lawyer do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that shit. I like that. That Bill Trump tried to do is where they had to fucking tell you how much shit costs before you did it. So, like, if they were going to do like an x ray, they'd have to be like, this is going to cost you $5,000. So, like, I don't want that shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, man. When I was in the hospital, they like folded it like a teacher giving you like an F. They were just like. <laughs> $17,000, please. <laughs> you got to take this home to mom. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that shit's expensive, but I ended up getting insurance, and my insurance backdated everything. Because when I was in there for those seven, I didn't have insurance. Oh. And so when I got deemed disabled and whatever, and then I got, you know, Medicaid, and then now Medicaid dated back all the way from the beginning. We got this. <laughs> and I'm telling you, and that's the day I became a Democrat, <laughs> right then and there. <laughs> yeah, you get that $25,000 bill, and then United Healthcare is like... Uh, we can take care of about forty five hundred. It looks yeah. like you. It looks like you've been eating burgers for a while. So. <laughs> That's what's <laughs> fucked up. Is like, is like they'll deem something not necessary that like the doctor did. Be like, bitch, I didn't, I, didn't make make them. Them. <laughs> I didn't make them. Do They're like, well, it doesn't really. We're looking over your file, and it doesn't seem like you actually needed forty seven quarts of morphine. So we're gonna charge you for twelve of them. Like it's like the fuck. Oh my God. But, dude, when I was in there, bro, I morphined out. Fucking, they were giving me fucking, uh, what was it, 10 milligram oxycodones. I was in there, just high as fuck, just watching that Oculus. Just, <laughs> shit was tight, bro. I thought it was like a little vacation. And then I got out, bro. When I got out, I had so much anxiety. It was like going back and like getting out of prison, bro. <laughs> like, fucking, like... <laughs> They take me back, man. Because they, they'd wake, I'm not even, like, when I was at home sleeping and shit, because they'd wake me up every morning at 3 o'clock to take blood like 3 a.m. And so when I got home and I was sleeping at 3 a.m. for the next like five days, I'd wake up and like still feel like I was about to give blood. I'd just be like, it's fucking ridiculous. Because it's like a scam. I mean, it's every day at 3 o'clock they come in because they have to make sure it's ready for the doctor when they get there at a certain time and shit. So it's just wild. Man. Next thing you know, you're going to be the one taking blood. Yeah. Hey, I'm Timmy. I'm here to take you. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to make a blood. fucking stellar nurse. I bet you will. You're a personable guy. I'm going to do You'll uh, be the one that you'll be sitting there talking to him and shit. And they'd be like, Have you taken blood and did violence yet? <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry. We yeah. was just talking to yeah. each other. <laughs> they'd be like, You know you're at work, right? <laughs> 
I don't know. I've, like my neighbor's a, a like doctor of physical therapy or some shit. And she works at Children's. She's like, whatever you do, do not go into like kid like pediatrics. She's like, oh. it's fucking horrible. <laughs> She's like, because not only do you have to deal with like you know sick kids and Parents. shit. Parents, she said, it's so bad. Like every parent thinks they fucking know every fucking thing. It's ridiculous. Hey, ma'am, I'm the one with the degree here, all right? <laughs> Especially her, she's a fucking doctor. Right. <laughs> like, That's what I'm saying, man. People, I'm telling you, people's parents is getting so bad. Motherfuckers ain't gonna want to do nothing. It's mm. like when you watch some videos where an umpire will be like, "That's the game," you know what I mean? The parents <laughs> yeah. will be like, "That's a strike. That's a yeah. that's a fucking strike." And he, my friend, one of my boys, the one I said is a teacher. He'd be doing umpiring, and he was like, I, "I'd be telling parents straight up, like, you really, you really think this eleven-year-old baseball game matters in their lives, and you know, and what happens in life for them? Like, parents will literally be like screaming, going yeah. crazy. And I'd be watching videos, like, the umpire was like, "If I get one more remark, <laughs> we're done. This is over." And the lady said, "Oh, are you mad because the kids are taller than you?" He said, "That's it." <laughs> he said, "That's the game." <laughs> <laughs> I said, like, you think this up. fucking $9 an hour that I'm fucking making right here really matters to me? I will fight it somehow. I will fight a kid's parent. That's why I'm probably not going to be able to go into pediatrics. Cause, right, for real. Because it, it is tough. And even, like, in the car business, when I first started, motherfuckers would, like, talk shit to me, and i just put on that, you know, that customer service face. But after a couple of years, I'm like, get the fuck out. Right. I sell fucking a shit ton of cars. I don't need your dusty ass deal. Eat a dick. Right. For real, these get so tired of motherfuckers talking to you how they just however the fuck they want. People just don't understand. Like you can't just fucking talk to people like that. Yeah, I'd be like, uh, I told people before, like, because I don't want to get out of character. But people been talking crazy to me before, and I'm like, hold on one second, and then I'm like, uh, actually, so and so over here is gonna be helping. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, and like, what off. happened? I thought that we was working with each other. I'm like, uh, I'm gonna find somebody that can help you better because obviously I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. And then they'd be like, Well, well, I mean, I'd be like, Well, no, nothing. Yeah. Okay, it's fine. I'm fucking done telling. That's people. when you get to that point where you sell enough cars to where you don't need a deal, it's right. like, yeah, pfft, bro. And then <laughs> worse than the people, bro, it'd be the the motherfucker they bring with them. Oh, that dude. the third baseman, man. And then I start hitting his ass. The fucking like, heroes. <laughs> And I be asking, I'm like, uh, oh, so you, so you're going on the loan as well? <laughs> oh no, I'm not. I'm just here to, you know, look everything over. I'm like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I brought this guy with me just to make every car seem like a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> you know, the dude that lays down on the ground and climbs underneath the car to look at absolutely nothing. The motherfucker, bring his own skateboard and roll <laughs> underneath the car and shit. I seen a little oil under here. <laughs> like, bro, shut the fuck up. Good lord. Motherfucker, man. But that that's like one of the things about customer service. That's why I feel a lot of people need to work it when they're young. Customer service will have you like letting a motherfucker go crazy on you and you just be looking at them like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's I always felt like Corey. Like, motherfuckers oh, yeah. really couldn't test Corey. Like, Corey would, did not give a fuck. Right. Like, Corey's from North fucking count, North, North City and shit. Like, if somebody talked reckless to him, like, it was... He'd be like, like he was ready to fight him in the parking lot. Like oh. he did not give a fuck. Oh, for real? <laughs> oh, for real? That's how you feel? Yeah. But I don't know. Sometimes I think I think about getting out of sales. You know. And doing what? Getting into something a little bit more docile. You want to go to nursing school? Fuck no. I'm trying to become a, a CN, CRNA, which is a registered nurse anesthesiologist. 
That's when you put people to sleep. Yeah. Cause yeah. That, so anesthesiologists really don't do any of the, like, they just look everything over, tell you how much the patient's going to need and shit like that. But everything administered is by the nurse anesthesiologist. Do they make more than the? No. No. Anesthesiologist makes like 450 a year, but nurse anesthesiologist makes like 250 to 290. Damn. But it's six years of schooling. And I'm fucking 30, so I'm going to be 36 when I start practicing. I'm gonna be in, I'm gonna be in fucking college as much as fucking eighteen year old thought ass CNAs <laughs> like hell no that's funny as fuck damn I be wanting to go back to school and I thought about being a teacher but you know I don't want to get killed by some kid so yeah <laughs> you know they're, they're shooting schools up these days yeah I figured I'll try to uh, go a different route what's but, your uh, your top three in your opinion most hated minorities. Now we're getting into it. <laughs> what did you say yours are? Well, I asked I first. You got to go first. I love everyone. I'm going to preface this. <laughs> if I had to pick my three least favorite, <laughs> are you speaking like ethnicities or nationalities? Um. Oh, what the fuck? We have Jesus Christ. So what happens when you when you hire a fucking shit bum? God. Call, us, call us out on that one. God, that's a good place to end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Dre purposely timed his camera to run out so he didn't have to answer that question. But thank you guys for tuning in <laughs> to our first episode. We'll give Drake or Dre a uh, a week to think about how I fucked up his top three. <laughs> Most hated minorities. I'll tell you right now. Chinese. <laughs> In this order? No order. <laughs> and this is only because I have to pick three. And ain't good like, you know, that I want to. I don't hate nobody. But if I had to pick three, I'd say whites, Chinese. <laughs> Quites. <laughs> and I mean, Russians are technically white, but I'm not a big fan of the Russians. Why would you? Whites? Yeah. I like white people, but if I had to pick a least favorite... Well, white's not a minority. Well, my least favorite minority? I thought you just said ethnic groups. Whatever. Anyway. I mean, if it was minorities, I had to say Chinese, um, Hondurans, (laughs) (laughs) and probably... uh, uh, I don't really like Belarusians. What the fuck is that? They right outside of Belarus, or right outside of Russia, and Belarus. Oh, like Belarus. Yeah. But thanks, guys, for tuning in, and um, we'll be back next week. Thanks.